Well, I got three bucks on this. I haven't seen a backhand like that since they tried an exploratory on Nurse Baker. I'm Lieutenant Colonel Harold Beckett, Davis. Don't blame me, I didn't name you. Hey, MASH fans, it's time for another episode of the MASH 4077th Podcast. I am one of your co-host, Kenny, and joining me as always, my good pal, Simon. Gentlemen. Today, we're discussing Season 5, Episode 17, Ping Pong. It's the 114th episode overall, directed by William Jurgensen, written by Sid Dorfman, originally aired on January 18, 1977, and the production code is U817. I can hear every word you're saying, Doc. That's because the fragment is in your ear instead of your ear. The anesthetic isn't working. Relax, soldier. We haven't given it to you yet. I'm Lieutenant Colonel Harold Beckett, damn it. Don't blame me. I didn't name you. It's kind of hard to tell an officer from an enlisted man at this angle. Did you see all those wounded? They're my boys. I bet your wife wanted a girl. Beckett? Is that you? I know that voice. Harold Beckett. Sherman, you old army mule. Takes one to know one. What are you doing here? It's with a group of underprivileged soldiers that got sent to camp for the summer. I never expected to see your ugly face again. Just like the old days, Harold. You put your best foot forward, and they shoot you where you think. What does it look like, Doctor? Looks like any other butt. Nothing serious. Don't worry, Colonel. We'll have this in the sling in no time. Have them take good care of me, Sherm. These boys know what they're doing. We specialize in officers' butts. They're trained in brain surgery. Oh, God help me. That's what I'm here for. Okay, fill her up, Angel. And the plot summary for this episode. The 8063 visits the 4077th for the MASH Ping Pong Finals. Cho of the 4077th wins, 21-18, to the delight of all but Frank, who bet on the 8063rd. Lieutenant Colonel Harold Beckett is shot in the rear echelon, and his old friend Sherman Potter is there to give him a hard time and reminisce. Cho introduces his fiancée, Suni, to the Swamp Rats. The guys suggest the couple get married at the 4077th. Now, Potter's pal, Beckett, is a DC desk jockey, booking for promotion to full bird colonel. All he needs is five more days on the line for his combat industry badge. One of Colonel Beckett's men, Sergeant Blanchard, tells BJ and Hawkeye that Beckett's lack of courage and leadership causes massive casualties. The doctors know they have to tell Potter. Joe! Hey, come in, champ. Captains, I'm pleased to introduce to you my friend, Suni. How do you do, Suni? Hello, Suni. Come on in. Have a seat. Excuse the mess. Our houseboy was drafted two years ago. Oh, nice. Nice swamp. We were going to redecorate, but why put money into a place when you're just renting? You got mess? Well, Suni will clean for you. Don't you watch your sale? Yes. Oh, no, yes. no, 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 no. As soon as a good housekeeper, she'll make this place like a new swamp. No, 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 please, please, don't disturb the dust. It's right where we like it. I don't know how this got in here. Please. Okay. Don't clean, it makes me nervous. Okay. Suni's looking for a job. 
Oh, well, maybe we can help her find something around here. Sure. Suni can clean anything, you know, spick and span. How much English do you speak, Suni? Some of it. That much. And I have an announcement to make. We're getting married. Hey! Mixed doubles! Congratulations, <laughs> champ. Congratulations, Suni. You're welcome. And you're both invited to the wedding. Oh, Terrific. Where's it going to be? I don't know yet. Suni's village is flat as a pancake from artillery. She's an orphan. Maybe you get married here. Would you like that? Yogi Sakyo Honshiku? Hashiki Sumika? Agrio! Agrio! Oh, yes, thank you. You made Suni and me very happy. When do you want to have the wedding? As soon as I get enough money for the ring. How much do you need for that? I have 60 American dollars. I need 40 more. What do you say, Beach? Twenty dollars will get you a seat on the bride side. No sooner said than done. I always like looking on the bride side. <laughs> My uncle Lou in Seoul sells jewelry wholesale, also a little retail. He has a gold ring with a big diamond for a hundred dollars. Be careful your uncle Lou doesn't do to you what our uncle Sam is doing to us. Oh, no. Uncle Lou is one honest John. <laughs> All right, here. You can pay us back whenever you get it. I'll pay you back. I'll pay you back right away. Goodbye, Captain. For our guest stars, we have Richard Narita, who plays Cho Lin. Richard had 60 credits on IMDb, a lot of them in programs that no one's heard of. Oh, well, with exception to Quincy. Always Quincy. Always Quincy. (laughs) Uh, Frank Maxwell plays Lieutenant Colonel Harold Beckett. Now, Frank sadly passed away in 2004, but he left an impressive 150-plus credits on his resume. Sadly, of course, one of those was Quincy. (laughs) (laughs) And then we have Shiniko Penny Lee, who played Sunyi. This is Shiniko's second and final appearance on MASH. In fact, this is all she did. Gosh, she's lazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always do wonder sometimes when I'm looking up all these IMDb stuff and uh, and they've only got one credit or two credits, whether, whether it just wasn't registered on IMDb or, or they went into amateur acting or something. Oh, I mean, they could just be locals who just, yeah, you know, yeah. tried it one time, a few times, and that's and it. Thought, yeah, it's not for me, yeah. Robert Phelan plays Sergeant Blanchard. Now, this is looking up. Kenny, this is looking up. Robert has right. some quality credits to his name, <laughs> such as appearances in Babylon 5, L.A. Nice. Law, Magnum P.I., Starman, nice. Simon and Simon, Dukes of Hazard, and the classic TV series Heart to Heart. All right, you're right. He has some good credits in there. Yeah. And for our final one, we have Enid Kent, who returns as Nurse Bigelow. Major Burns, sir. Don't ever <laughs> sneak up on me like that twerp. And especially when you're with one of them. She's one of us, sir. She may be one of you, but she's not one of me. Uh, Miss Sooney wants a job, sir. She's very good at sweeping floors and washing dishes. Doesn't she realize there's a war going on? We can't hire anyone without running a security check. But she's on our side. Everyone has to be cleared. Even General MacArthur's pipe stuffer has to be checked out. She doesn't want to stuff his pipe. Corporal, be quiet. Let me interrogate the job applicant. Sit down, please. Are you now, or have you ever been, a member of a communist dishwashing organization? Uh, Sir, I don't think she understands that question. Well, what about you? Well, my mother used to wash the dishes, but sometimes they dried. Oh, cocky pop! How long have you lived in Korea? Born Korea. Well, I think that means all her life, sir. Have you made any recent trips to Russia, Red China, or Albania? Sir, she doesn't have enough money to get to Seoul. That's why she wants a job. Would you put a cork in it, half pint? Unless there's a call for Philip Morris. <laughs> uh, would you be willing to defend this land in the event of an enemy attack? Sir, the enemy already attacked. Stop being a Budinsky. Why is she smiling? I think she likes you, sir. She does. 
<laughs> and none of those inscrutable tricks. Have you any references from previous employers? Hmm? Oh, yeah, papers. Yes, sir, she has these papers and references from people she worked for. Uh-huh. Took care of General Horton's children. That's right, sir. Have you any papers to prove that these are your papers? Why would she need papers to prove I told you to stay out of this, runt. I'm gonna have to do some checking. In the meantime, no funny stuff. Don't try to leave the country and, uh, get out of my chair. All right, let's go ahead and discuss this episode. Med, you want to start us off? Yeah, okay. Um, let's, I gave this five out of ten. Okay. Really? So, yeah, I did. Yeah. Wow. Um, there's there's some funny bits in there, like Hawkeye saying, "Don't make, don't clean." He makes me nervous. Um, d- <laughs> but I, for some reason, <clears throat> this episode feels like it's been done before. Um, mm. We especially with the 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 jackass colonel who's putting his men's lives on the risk for his own right. promotion. I, I'm, yep. I, if, I'm sure we've done this one before. I'm sure it's a rehash of something, or it's something in, in you know uh, to come. And that's the reason why I gave it 5 out of 10. Um, there's, there's just something I don't like about it, and I think it is that. I just think it's something that I feel that this has been done. Um, I like the fact that Margaret is doing the dress, uh, and you mm-hmm. obviously was going to get Klinger coming in once to know what's going on. Ma'am, i got to feed my guinea pig. Are you finished? No, and for heaven's sake, stand still. Oh boy, why do I have to do this? Why didn't you get Klinger? He's good at it. Because you're the bride's size. Don't move! Oh, I think I hate this. You know, back home, this kind of thing doesn't go over too big. You'd never look better. We had this guy back home who used to wear dresses just like Klinger, only he wasn't in the army, if you know what I mean. To reach his own. Yeah, one day this guy Boris is walking down the street with a cotton dress carrying an umbrella, and my Uncle Ed walks up to him, calls him a sissy, and then... He punches him right in the nose and flattens him. Your Uncle Ed punched Boris? No, Boris flattened my Uncle Ed. <sighs> Ma'am, are you finished, please? My, my palms are sweating and it's spreading all over my whole body. Just a minute, Corporal. Oh, hey, what's going on? Hey, Klinger, this isn't my idea. I don't care whose idea it is. You're working my side of the street. Well, just take a minute. How would you like it if I slept with a teddy bear? Klinger, beat it. Nobody wears that high-waisted bodice anymore. Um, and of course, Frank being uh, you know, the, his usual pain in the ass, mm. um, and it also seems to be quite rushed. A little bit as well with <clears throat> get, getting married at the uh, at the swamp, which is which is really good. But it's so rushed; it's just mm. sort of like you know, Mokai um, uh, just casually saying what happens, and it's not him marrying them. Uh, and, or anything like yeah. that. So it's sort of like, oh, it's, it's, to me, it just feels like a filler episode. I mean, it's not terrible, don't get me wrong. It's just, it just seems a bit mm, been there, done it. Yeah. No, I totally agree with you. I, I mean, there is another story of a colonel who is sending his troops getting killed just to, you know, to advance the hill. Yeah. Uh, and I can't remember if we've done oh, that episode. Was, or if was that the Leslie Nielsen one? Yes. The ring banger, yes. yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've done that one already. Yeah, yeah. And you're right. It's it's almost, a, it's like a clone of, you know, of that episode. Um, I actually gave it 7 out of 10. I liked it a little bit more, I guess. Right. Uh, I thought there were just so many quips and so much banter. Yeah. I don't, the writing was really quick for me. I really liked, I mean, they were like nonstop, you know, these just these real, I, I was going to start writing down lines but I'm like there's so many of them I like <laughs> it's just it's ridiculous there's just so many of them I just felt there was a lot more than usual yeah I think the thing is though we've we've um, we, especially we've this, this I think we said this on the, the last couple of episodes though where <clears throat> this is the season where BJ and Hawkeye They've really gelled. Alan Alda yes. and, and Mike Farrell, clearly yep. their friendship is really good and clearly they, they've got a great routine. They, you know, as you say, 
that, that is the plus of this. The, the, the quick-witted kind of lines, the bouncing off each back other. And forth, so back and forth, back and forth, yes. And I mean, so, what's funny yeah. is it's called ping-pong, and that's what I felt like. They were yeah, just hitting yeah. those things back and forth, I mean, quickly. Yeah. It was so good. That, that was one of my favorite parts. I mean, Frank, he's extra racist in this episode. Oh, God, yeah. You know, uh, it, I feel like he's regressing because uh, he's, he's lightened up a little bit because he used to be horrible in the early seasons. Mm. And I felt like he was lightening up a little bit, but then he just kind of, like you said, he just kind of regressed to just, he's just racist Frank again. You know, yeah. the Orientals and, you know, don't trust them and, oh, you know, they're going to turn. I just, it was, it just, it, you know, me and Frank, we go yeah, yeah. way back and I just don't like them. And <laughs> it just, I particularly didn't like him in this one. Loved Radar uh, showing off the, the dress. That was funny. And as you mentioned, Klinger coming in and getting jealous of <laughs> why Radar was doing it. Um, the Potter scene where he was talking to the colonel. Morning, Harold. How are you doing? Ah, uh, fine, sure. A couple of days, I'll be back on my seat again. Tell me about your duty on the line. What happened up there? Well, it was rough. We got clamped pretty good. I think Army Intelligence let us down. Army Intelligence, huh? I hear you screwed up. You blew it. What are you talking about? You were ordered to withdraw and you froze. Listen, Sherman. The pressure was incredible. I'll admit I could have done better. But I did pretty good for a guy who hasn't seen any action in 25 years. You don't belong up there, Harold. You belong back in Washington buying meat and potatoes. Okay, combat's not my specialty. I'm just up there because I need my combat infantry badge. You're not going to get it. What are you talking about? You're not going back. I'm sending you down. I just need five more days, Sherm. Five more days for a promotion. Don't mess that up. I don't give a damn about your promotion or your lousy CIB. All I care about is those kids. Please, sure. We're all friends. I don't care if it costs me every friend I've got. If one kid gets hurt, the price is too high. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm due at a wedding. I'm giving the bride away. Yeah. Um, was so well written, and, you know, I'm a big Potter fan, so he delivered it spot on. You know, caring for the kids more than the promotion. That yeah, was the, one of my favorite I'd, lines. I'd like to have seen a little bit more of, of that, though, because... You're right. It you was know, quick. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, it's very... We don't get a a colleague coming into MASH all that often. And the, yeah. the one that always stands out to me is Hawkeye's friend who, who gets shot and killed. Yeah, on yeah. On the operating table. And, and it's, you know, you like that kind of thing. But with this one, they're all friendly and pally and all this kind of jazz. And then... And I, I, you know, Potter's right exactly right what he says, but I, I don't know. I think I, I think there was too much going on. It was, it's a bit like you know when they try and stick a load of superheroes in one film and mm. they try and give everyone the same amount of time. It just doesn't yeah. work. I think they, yeah. I think they could have they could have took at least two of those ideas and made an extra episode really and fleshed yes. it out and really built it. You know. Yeah, you're right. I think it just, everything just moved very quickly. Hmm. Because they, they're trying to tell the incomplete story of all these stories. Yeah, in, in when, like you said, minutes. if they would have just pulled out one element yeah. and let everything else breathe a little more, I think mm. it would have flown. It would have flowed better, and it probably would have made you know it would have been more satisfying. Because, yeah. like you said, I mean, I like the speech, but it would have been nice to see it build up to that point for the speech. Yeah, you know, um, I did like seeing the softer side of Margaret. You know, she's definitely changing. Uh, her getting all girly about the wedding and crying at it and her you can definitely see a separation of her and frank yeah well her, char- her character's developing and, and moving forward yes. as, as like you say frank seems to be going back but as we said this is the reason why larry linville ultimately leaves 
Yeah, and, and I totally get it. Hmm. I totally get it. Yeah, I mean, her, you know, they're definitely, you know, to each their own. You know, Margaret says to each their own. She's not jumping on the Frank hating bandwagon when he's complaining yeah. about things. And I really like that aspect. And, of course, I love the ending with Potter and Radar. <laughs> you know, and it's 18 to 20. And he's like, they want to start again and, you know, you know, swap me. And he's like, yeah, just like last time, 18. <laughs> I, that just, that made me laugh. I just liked the little, you know, that was fun. Yeah, so overall, I really enjoyed the episode. I mean, I, like I said, I think I liked it, liked it a little more. It could have breathed some more if they would have pulled out one of the main stories. Yeah. I just think they were trying to cram too much into it all at once. Pierce, you know what this is? Another paternity suit? Close. A paternity hat? It's a declaration of war. A list of grievances against you signed by Major Burns. I plead guilty, and I'd like to throw myself on the mercy of Nurse Abel. We all know when the good Lord passed out paranoia, Frank Burns got in line twice. Three times. Thank you. The third time to deny he'd ever been in line. Burns is threatening to call General Harrelson. Now, why hasn't Cho been sent back down to the 121st hospital like the rest of the post-ops? Uh, Colonel, we took a piece of shrapnel out of his shoulder, and uh, complications have set in. What complications? He wants to get married. Doctors, in 16 months, three weeks and four days, I expect to be standing on my patio back in Nebraska barbecuing. Why are you wedding on my charcoal? Ah, oh, come on, Colonel. You know how sentimental you are about weddings? Yes, when they're in my own family. Exactly. At the wedding tomorrow, you're giving away the bride. I am. Well, why didn't you tell me? I just thought of it. Right on. You have the Colonel's dress uniform pressed right away. Okay. So I'm the father of the bride. Oh, I wish Mother was here. She loves to cry. Yes. All right, let's move on to some behind the scenes. I think Meds has our first one. Yeah, so uh, Colonel Potter says he expects to be barbecuing back home in Nebraska. In all other episodes, he, he says he lives in Hannibal, Missouri. Mm. Uh, that, see, that's, that to me is a bad mistake because is, yeah. they should have a Bible of where mm. everyone is from and, you know, they should stick to that. So that yeah. was just an unfortunate, someone didn't catch it. Because, I mean, virtually every, especially long-running TV show, has the production Bible, don't they? And, oh, yeah. You know, I always kind of wish they'd, they'd publish those. as like. Wouldn't that be nice? Books, because that would be, you know, could you imagine like a, a Friends, uh, you know, production Bible or a, a yeah. Buffy production Bible or something like that, you know? It, yeah. It, I think it would be really good to have. I mean, but you would need someone to actually manage it if you're going to do that. Oh, yeah. You, they yeah. are a mess, believe me. You have to go <laughs> through and reorganize it and rewrite it and... You know, but yeah, you're right. It would be a really cool thing to see, just to see how everything evolves over time. Yeah. You know? All right. Well, while treating Cho, BJ quips, one hour of basic training and your G.I. Cho. However, Hasbro did not create the G.I. Joe doll until 1964. Yeah. But, you know, I was thinking about that, you know, because I get these off the Internet. Yeah. I don't make these up myself. <laughs> and I was like, you know, Joe is the name. G.I. Joe, I'm assuming, was around before the G.I. Joe action figures yeah so i mean you know he was just saying gi cho as a play on gi joe for what our men were called for America. yeah exactly yeah so, i think, I think that, could, that could be given away really that's, yeah that's a fine one really. yeah um hawkeye tells frank he's overqualified uh, to be the ugly american this is a popular reference to the book the ugly american written by eugene burdick in 1958 after the korean war ended this is commonly a considered mistake but it's actually not the phrase was originally used as the title for the photograph taken by Constantino Alias of an American tourist in Havana in 1948. There you go. There you go. Lessons learned. <laughs> hmm. This is Sergeant Blanchard. Tell Captain Pierce what you told me. 
Are you sure he's okay? He's not okay, but you can trust him. All right. All right, they can court-martial me if they want, but... If it wasn't for that stupid Colonel Beckett, I wouldn't be here now. And most of the rest of these guys wouldn't be here either. What are you talking about? Beckett's incompetent. He nearly got us all killed. <sighs> How could they send an office boy up to lead combat troops? What did he do? He choked. When the enemy hit us with the big stuff, the Colonel panicked. He... He didn't react when the orders came up to withdraw. Can you believe that? Why would they give him a command? It's a birthday present. Uh, that's close. His pals gave it to him. He needs five more days to uh, get his infantry badge. Then they promote him and he retires a full colonel. And a lot of kids retire permanently. Beckett stood there screaming orders out of an army manual. The men were laughing at him. Well, none of them are laughing now. Is Potter asleep now? Yeah. We'll hit him with this tomorrow. Either way, it's going to be a rude awakening. All right, you can find MASH 4077 all over the internet. You can find us at Facebook, www.facebook.com slash MASH 4077 podcast. And you can follow us on Twitter at MASH 4077 podcast. And you can follow me at Hawkeye Meds. You can find me, Kenny, at Geeky Fanboy. And remember, you can follow us on iTunes, direct download, or of course, from Stitcher Radio. Just search for MASH 4077 Podcast. All right, so I think that's going to do it for this episode. I think we both agree it was it was a good episode, mostly a filler, nothing really spectacular. No. But uh, fun to watch. <laughs> All right, well, I'm Kenny. Uh, I'm Simon. And we'll be seeing you. I'm sorry, sir. I'm really sorry. Don't apologize for winning. What's the score? 20 to 18. I'm so sorry. It doesn't matter whether you win or lose the game. It's how you get court-martialed. You mean that, sir? Of course not, Radar. Play. Let's make it two out of three. How many points are you going to spot me? Same as last game, 18. Okay. I'm so... Oh, shut up! That was the scene in California's Mojave Desert five years ago. Our historic first view of the newcomer's ship. Theirs was a slave ship carrying a quarter million beings bred to adapt and labor in any environment. But they've washed ashore on Earth with no way to get back to where they came from. And in the last five years, the newcomers have become the latest addition to the population of Los Angeles. Alienation, the Newcomers Podcast, is a fan cast devoted to the groundbreaking but short-lived TV series Alienation. This series tackles social issues like racism, bigotry, and intolerance with an alien twist. Each month, we will bring you a podcast dedicated to a single episode. The host will give you their thoughts on the episode, as well as some little-known behind-the-scenes information. So please subscribe to Alienation, the Newcomers Podcast on iTunes, or visit our website at alienationpodcast.com. Hi. 
Hey there, MASH fans, this is Meds. Now, as you know, both myself, Al and Kenny have our own individual podcasts, and mine is called Waffle on Podcast, and we talk about classic television programmes and films from around the world. So if you think that's your cup of tea, or cup of coffee, whichever you like, then come over to iTunes and type in Waffle on Podcast. Or, of course, you can go to our main site, which is at Podbean. So just type in waffleon.podbean.com. We would be honoured if you join us. MASH 4077 Podcast is a Geeky Fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0 United States license. All rights reserved. A lot of them, the pro... Ugh. And then we have Shaniko P... Oh, you know, I, I, I screw up on Penny. I get <laughs> Shaniko okay. Penny. 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 Okay. <clears throat> Robert Freilin, I hope I got that right, uh, played slot. Oh. <laughs>